0: I'm Sarah, I'm Erin, and I'm Amanda. You're listening to Seaside Seaside Stories. Can you believe we're already on the last day of October? All Hallows' Eve. It's our favorite time of year here at the Lighthouse. The one day a year when the veil between this world and the next is at its thinnest. We do tend to get lots of visitors on this day, but who wouldn't want to see friends or family they haven't seen for a whole year? Or longer, I suppose. I do know of one couple, however, who received a visitor they did not expect or want on this particular Samhain. They were a very interesting couple, with one big secret. Miss Fillian was raking up the leaves around the garden and finishing up on the final touches for their Halloween display, when she heard the kitchen phone ringing. She paused for a moment, but as it rang a second time, she put the rake down to go answer it, she pulled off her orange gardening gloves and picked up the phone. "'Hello, you've reached the Philian residence,' she said cheerily. "'Hey, Mom, it's me, Amy,' the person at the end of the line said, momentarily throwing off the older woman as a chill ran up her spine. "'What? I believe you have the wrong number, dear,' she stated. "'What a coincidence,' she thought. "'It's a shame you've forgotten about me, Mom. "'I haven't forgotten about you.' Especially after what you and dad did to me, the girl on the other line said. Who are you? Miss Philian shook as she awaited a response. She didn't hear anything on the other line, but sinister laughter. She quickly slammed the phone down on the receiver. But as she turned to step away, the phone rang again. Her voice stampered as she picked up the line. Hello? The phone crackled as if there was a bad connection, and again she heard the girl on the line. "'I miss you, Mom. I haven't seen you and Dad since he pushed me down the stairs and bashed my head in.' Miss Fillion gasped and hung up the phone again, calling to her husband in his study. "'John, come down here. John!' She yelled up to him. She could feel herself shaking. Mr. Filion whipped his head around the corner of the door, making his way down the stairs to face his wife.' He had a concerned and confused look on his face. "'What is it?' he said, guiding her back to the kitchen, to sit her down on one of the chairs. "'It's Amy. She was on the phone.' John sighed, letting go of her arm gently. "'Damn Halloween prank calls. I'll call the police, and they can charge the pranksters.' He began to walk towards the phone, but Miss Philian stopped him. "'It wasn't a prank call. She said what happened, John.' mister Fillion shook his head, leaning against the wall and looked at the tiled floor, tapping his foot anxiously. How is that even possible? he said. This time his voice was more high pitched. No one saw anything. It has to be a Frank. Unless you told someone. He glanced at her accusingly. She stammered as she quickly spoke. I didn't tell anyone. You know that. There was silence as the couple tried to think of the options. I don't know, John. I just don't know what to do, Miss Fillion said, her voice shaky. She was still processing what was happening. The phone call brought back memories, ones that were very difficult to relive. It was true, what that girl had said over the phone. Amy came to her parents. She told them that she was leaving that night. She told them that she had been saving her money and that she finally had enough to leave this town forever, to never see her parents again. She'd worked at the family's hardware shop, lived under their roof, and now she was through with all of it. It broke their hearts. They had loved her her entire life, and had taught her everything she needed to know about running the business. Of course Mr. and Mrs. Fillion tried to reason with Amy. They implored her to stay. But she wanted to start fresh in a bigger city, far, far away. She wanted to leave the small town and her controlling parents behind. She had her luggage in tow, and began to walk towards the staircase. In a flash of red, Mr. Fillion pushed her, and down she fell to the bottom of the stairs, she was still alive, of course. They ran down to check on her. Mrs. Fillion screamed as she checked her pulse. It was weak, but she was still alive. She could see that Amy had broken her ankle as her foot was twisted at an unnatural angle. John, we have to get her to a hospital. Miss Fillion glanced up at her husband, but could see in his eyes that he could no longer hear or see her. She began to cry as she knew what would come next. Mr. Fillion was caught in his head. He didn't want her to leave. What would the neighbors think? Their family reputation was at risk. They couldn't be the same successful family with a daughter so wild. His mind was finally made up. He did the one thing he knew would fix the problem. He walked to the garage, grabbed a hammer, then walked back to his daughter and struck her in the head until she was dead. The shame would have been unbearable. It was better off like this. The perfect girl from the perfect family goes missing, and they continue to be the perfect family that endured a tragedy. He forced his wife into silence, and they drove to a forested area in the middle of nowhere, dug a hole under a big oak tree, and covered her in the earth. For good measure, they also buried the bloodied hammer with her lifeless body. No one would find her here, and no one would bother looking into Mr. and Mrs. Fillion. They were high in society, and knew everyone. It was the perfect crime. A knock at the door startled Mr. and Mrs. Fillion. They looked at each other with wide eyes before slowly making their way to the door. The knocking continued to get louder. They could see someone silhouetted through the frosted glass, but they couldn't make out much detail from the dark. Mr. Fillion took a deep breath and opened the door. Trick-or-treat, trick-or-treaters, he let out a breath giving the girl dressed up as a princess a smile and a nod before giving her a handful of candies, and she skipped off the driveway to the next house. Mr. Fillion looked out the front porch. Some children were walking with their parents or friends. It was starting to get darker out, so the trick-or-treaters would begin their assault in the community for candy. Mr. Fillion closed the door with a scrap piece of paper wrote a sign to, Please take one candy, then placed it back on his porch. Here, now this way we won't have to talk to anyone else. Mr. Fillion said while closing and locking the door. But just then, the phone rang. Miss Fillion moved to answer, but Mr. Fillion stopped her, picking up the phone, then hanging up immediately before unplugging the cord. We'll leave that for now, too. They both nodded to each other and made their way to the living room to watch what was on for the nighttime special. But after that phone call, they instead decided to sit in silence while they each enjoyed a book. Hours passed both having gotten lost in the stories they read. They barely noticed other houses flicking off their porch lights, and as the trick-or-treaters dwindled down to a handful. They both jumped as a loud knock echoed throughout the house. Perhaps the bowl is empty, Mrs. Fillion said, looking to her husband. But he just shook his head, standing to his feet to turn off the porch light like the other houses. Sorry, no more candy, he said from his side of the door before starting to walk back but there was another row of knocks, more insistent this time. I said, no more candy. Now scram! He banged on his side of the door, hoping he'd scare them off. But then the phone began to ring. Mrs. Fillion stared in horror at the phone, since it was still lifeless, being unplugged from the wall. Mr. Fillion slowly made his way towards the phone. He could barely contain his composure. He brought the phone to his ear and swallowed dryly. Hello? He could hear static on the line. Hi, Dad. Mr. Fillion stayed quiet for a moment. The voice sounded distant and slightly muffled. It no doubt sounded like his former daughter. But ever the skeptic, he prodded. Who is this? A sinister laugh sounded through the phone. It's Amy, your daughter. Now he began to feel the anger boiling up inside him again, and he yelled, "'No, my daughter's dead. She—' the voice of Amy cut him off. "'Well, I guess you made sure of that, didn't you, Dad?' Mr. Fillion swallowed, unsure of what to say, but she continued. "'Anyways, I didn't call to argue. I called to find out why you won't open the door.' Mr. Fillion slammed the phone on the receiver before pulling it back and plugging the line back into the wall. "'planning to call the cops. "'But the power went out. "'Looking outside, the Fillion's could see "'that it was only their house affected. "'Only their house wrapped in darkness. "'The light from the street lamps flooded in through the front door. "'The open front door.' "'Miss Fillion let out a blood-curdling scream "'as Amy stood at the front door, covered in dirt and gore. "'Glad the spare key was where it normally is.' "'Amy slowly approached Mr. Fillion, "'and in her hand she held a hammer.' Rusted with dry blood. Don't you just love a good family reunion? I love seeing families getting back together after long absences from one another. But a word of caution to this tale. Be careful what you do to family, or even friends, I suppose. You never know what may come back to haunt you. Today's story was titled Trick or Treat and was read by Amanda. Happy Halloween from all of us here at Seaside Stories. Stay safe out there, and I will see you next Sunday.